MBA podcast purpose is to help existing business owners grow their companies to have the $10 million in revenue per year benchmark. Here is your host, Stephen Holastic. Welcome, everyone. My name is Stephen Holastic, and I'm co-founder and managing partner of Financing Solutions. Financing Solutions is a leading provider of lines of credit to small businesses. Our line of credit program is fast, easy, inexpensive, and costs nothing to set up, making it a great cash backup plan for your business. If you'd like to learn more about the program, please visit us at fscreditline.com. That's FS as in Financing Solutions, creditline.com, or give us a call at 862-207-4118. Every business should have a line of credit just in case. And just remember, the time to set up your line of credit is now, not when you actually have a problem. Today, I'm very excited to be speaking with Alinka Rutkowska. I knew I pronounced that wrong. How do you say it again? That's right. It's all right. Rutkowska. Yeah. Okay. Rutkowska. Uh, and, and, and Alinka is from Leaders Press. Uh, Alinka is the CEO of Leaders Press, a U.S. Today and Wall Street Journal bestselling press where she creates books for entrepreneurs from scratch and launches them to bestsellers with a 100% success rate. She runs a hybrid publishing house with traditional, uh, with traditional distribution via Simon & Schuster, through which more than 500 entrepreneurs have been able to share their stories with the world. 91 of Leader Press's authors have become US Today, USA Today and Wall Street Journal bestselling authors. Alinka has been featured by Forbes, Entrepreneur Magazine, Entrepreneurs on Fire, and numerous other outlets. Her mission is to help 10,000 entrepreneurs share their wisdom with the world by 2030. Alinka, welcome to today's Entrepreneur MBA podcast. Steven, so excited to be here. Thank you. So, you know, uh, I actually have done this already. Uh, Unfortunately, Alinka, I didn't know you at the time, but I wrote a chapter in a, uh, in a book uh, and Alinka won't think this is a big deal because she'll know why. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this, but uh, it was an Amazon bestseller book. And Mm -hmm. we're going to, we'll talk a little bit about, you know, why uh, that's kind of a smoke and mirror type of uh, symbol, so to speak. Um, but, uh, you know, today's topic is, uh, it's called the seven figure book lead generation funnel for your business. And, you know, really the, the, it's about, uh, writing a book to help you in a variety of different ways, whichever way you feel it could help your business. It could help you personally. There's a variety of ways, or you could just look at it as a fun thing to do. Um, so Alinka, tell me a little bit about how you got involved in doing this in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Passion. I used to work in, in multinational corporations. And at a certain point, I hit a quarter life crisis um, or a glass ceiling where I thought there's not much more that I can do here that will allow my heart to sing. I felt like a piece of myself was dying every day as I was in the corporation. And so I wrote this self-help book sort of to uh, get myself out of that state that I was in and uh, also to check out this uh, writing thing. I didn't know about self-publishing at the time. And then a colleague of mine said, you know, there's this guy 
Um, his name is Tim Ferriss. He self-published this book. And, uh, you know, you can do that. I was like, really? No gatekeepers? Well, this is for me. So I did that. And that book, the royalties from the book exceeded my corporate salary. And at that point, I said, I don't know. I don't need you corporate guys anymore. I can take care of myself on my own. Now, now I know it's pretty naive to think that you can live off of royalties of one book for the rest of your life. But uh, it got me excited enough to uh, stop doing what I was no longer excited about and start doing something that really uh, got me going. And that was more than a decade ago. And, you know, now I can talk about everything that I've learned uh, over 10 years and how I've helped hundreds of others um, achieve best-selling status. And for, for, you know, this is the Entrepreneur MBA podcast and Alinka is an entrepreneur herself, of course. And so, you know, before we got on air today, you know, Alinka, uh, I asked, I always ask my guests where they're calling in from or where they're coming in from. And, uh, you know, Linka goes, uh, I, I, I forgot the name of the town, uh, but it, she goes, it's right next to Cinque Terre, Italy. And I had been to Cinque Terre, Italy, and she switched her, you know, uh, her camera around and showed me where she is. And I, I totally love Cinque Terre, Italy. And, uh, and so, you know, it's right on the ocean. It's where the Alps meet the ocean, the Mediterranean Sea. And it's, it's just totally gorgeous. And, uh, you know, Alinka is Probably, I would. Is it safe to say you're living your dream? I am. Yeah, it's nice to be able to live where you want and do what you want for a living, and that's really, you know, I think that's the key ingredient is to have control of your life, and that's what entrepreneurship really is about, right? It is. That's what it's all about. Yeah. So now, how long have you been doing this Leaders Press uh, a company that where you've been doing the books? Leaders Press was born in 2017, and um, it was born during a mastermind uh, mm -hmm. in London where we met with uh, Dean Jackson. Dean Jackson is the co-host of I Love Marketing together with Joe Polish, and uh, he asked us a really deep question, which was, what could be the highest value thing that you could offer your um, clients without thinking about the price. What's the highest value thing? And that really got me thinking. At the time, I was helping authors with book marketing, but many uh, of the books that they had, I had to ask them to redo them because they were not positioned correctly. There was no, you know, marketing potential. They had to be redone. And I thought, so what could I do? Well, I could be there from the beginning, help people get their uh, books done in a way that they have the highest possibility of success and, you know, bestseller status, and then get a interviewer in a ghostwriter so that they could ghostwrite it and then come back for the marketing part, uh, which I really excelled at and still do. <laughs> and so uh, then I thought, well, who's the target audience? We have to choose one. And since I love business, love entrepreneurship, uh, I thought, let's do that. Let's uh, focus on entrepreneurs. And that was uh, when I bought the domain leaderspress.com. I remember, uh, you know, going on, I think, GoDaddy and, uh, well, is it available? So we decided we're going to feature leaders. That's why Leaders Press. And I remember I said, hey, you know, how does Leaders Press sound? And and then Dean said, I can't believe that domain is available. Yeah, go get it now. And I got it right then and there. 
And, uh, you know, in my mind, that's exactly when the company was born. And since then, um, you know, we've, uh, we've helped more than 500 entrepreneurs get their stories out. Uh, we have an amazing, unique selling proposition, which means we're the only uh, publishing house that can guarantee USA Today and Wall Street Journal bestselling status. And we also distribute via Simon & Schuster, and that's one of the largest publishers in the U.S. So for a long time, I really wanted to nail this unique selling proposition like every entrepreneur does, and now I finally have. So we really do stand out. And, you know, that's part of that uh, dream come true. You know, I've been thinking and thinking and thinking, and, and now we finally have it. So now we leverage it. Um, and, uh, you know, now we're scaling. So that's the story of Leaders Press. So the you've been doing this a while now. I mean, over 500 different uh, uh, people you've worked with. What did, if you had to generalize into a couple of categories of why people are writing the book... Uh, writing their books, um, you know, what's the motivation? And I don't, I don't, and it doesn't have to be one. Okay. It could be a couple that you've through these years have seen people say, you know, a uh, famous book by Simon Sinek, uh, start with why, what, why are these people writing the books? Right. So two main categories, and there are subcategories, but the two main ones are one is to leave a legacy, to share your wisdom with the world. So it's not usually you know, driven by financials, like, you know, I want to make money off of royalties. That's rarely the case. Um, the motivation is to get um, the entrepreneurs, the authors insight into as many hands and minds as possible. So to sort of immortalize yourself even because the book is going to stay even after you're gone. And then the second reason is uh, lead generation. So to build uh, your business, which is an amazing way to, to do because uh, you are the an instant authority when you have a book and the book is a great lead generation tool. It's a great lead conversion tool. So um, I can give you more specific examples about that, uh, but it's an amazing uh, vehicle in order to grow your business. And, you know, we've grown our whole, whole business. It's all set up around a book. Um, and we've helped others do that, you know, not publishing houses, people with uh, uh, other types of businesses to grow them through a book. Yeah. I, um, I had two, my, the two reasons I wrote that one chapter in the book. So what happened was there was a guy who went out and, you know, he, he was working with someone like you, Alinka, and he, and, uh, and he went out and he got seven people or seven or 11 people to write a chapter in the book. Um, he charged us you know, like $2,000 each. And then he did all the rest of the work. So, um, so I did it because, so I thought at one point, when I start to slow down a little bit uh, uh, that I wanted to go into motivational speaking and that would be kind of part of my retirement to kind of go around and, you know, speak uh, uh, at conferences and that stuff of things. And I thought getting this book and they, they guaranteed that it would be a bestseller that it would give me some credibility when I go on the lecture circuit to say, you know, bestselling author the other thing is, you know, I built six companies over the last 25 years. And, and, and so 
I wanted to, uh, I always thought when I retire, so to speak, let's use that word loosely, retire, um, that I would start, I really wanted to start writing books and on, you know, really important subject matters. Um, and, and I thought only having to write a chapter would allow me to get an introduction into what it's like to write because you know, I'm not a writer. In fact, I'm not very good at it. So I'm a good, I'm good with the ideas. I'm not good with the actual writing. So, um, so, you know, and we're not, so I tell you what, I, I did it over a summer and I love the experience. It was so much fun because every Friday I would go down to a coffee shop and for about two hours, I'd write it. And uh, I really, really enjoyed the experience because I had, you know, I had, had a lot of experiences over those 25 years to talk about it. And uh, it, it was a lot of fun. And, and I really found that, hey, you know what, this is something I think I might enjoy, you know, doing more when I get a little older. And uh, so those were the, the two. So, yes, the first one was lead generation for motivational speaking down the road. And the second one was an intro to see what it was kind of like. Now, you're a little different, too, because you can offer the ghost writing services as well. And that's kind of nice, you know. Um, but I think I did really enjoy writing the book as well. Um, so talk about um, uh, the process a little bit of, you know, kind of what everyone would go through if they decided they want to go through this. Mm -hmm. Right. So the first thing we want to look at is whether your idea is actually a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> so what, the way we do it is we want to look at two things. First, does the book fit in? And by fit in, I mean, is there a category on Amazon where books similar to yours are already selling? And we want that to be the case because that means there is an audience. There are people that are buying books on this topic and they will want to buy more books. So that has to be the case. It has to fit into a category that's already existing. Number two, once it's already fitting in a category, it needs to stand out. So now you need to give the readers who are browsing on Amazon and they're looking at all those books, you need to give them a reason to click on your book as opposed to the other books. Or in the bookstore, you need to give them a reason to take your book to the cash register as opposed to the other books around it. So that's the number one thing that we do. We identify the unique selling proposition. We identify the competing titles. Competing titles are, you know, when Amazon sends you that message, um, you've uh, just read this book, you should enjoy this other one. So these are the competing titles. We want to know um, where the book will be on the bookshelf. And then once we have that, because that's the key, that's the foundation to creating a bestseller. Once we have that, we put together the outline. So, you know, there are two types of writers, the plotter and the pantser. So the plotter plots, or does the outline, the pantser sort of um, just goes as, uh, without direction, so to speak. Some people make it happen well. We believe in outlining, so we get the outline, um, set in stone and after that we start the interview process so we have between 12 to 15 interviews and there's an interviewer preparing questions for the author that are sent in advance so that they can digest them and then come to the interview the interview is uh, recorded and transcribed then on um, uh, based on those transcriptions the ghostwriter then writes the book 
Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some check-in points with the author just to make sure we have the green light always to move forward. And there's a timeline also because we need to deliver by a certain date. Then uh, after the book has been written, it's, it goes through several rounds of editing, formatting, um, and we also do a cover. It's always exciting to get your cover done because, you know, the book really comes to life once you see the cover. And the cover is also one of the most important marketing pieces, the cover and the title. Because people buy books based on the cover. So they judge books based on the cover. After that, what we do is um, we feed, uh, actually we do that at the beginning, we feed all the metadata to our partner, to our distribution partner, Simon & Schuster. Um, So we have traditional distribution, which means that uh, they get to know about six months before we launch books that these books will be launched. So they are pre-selling them to retailers even before the book has been written. That's why that unique selling proposition is so important because retailers buy based on the unique selling proposition. So that's really exciting. Um, I'm sure this will be very valuable intel for people wondering you know, what to focus on uh, when they do the book. And then we orchestrate a launch. So we make sure that the book hits bestseller status. And depending on which tier, uh, it's either Amazon or USA Today slash Wall Street Journal bestselling status. Do you ever have, uh, do you ever just not do the printed book and just produce a PDF book or, uh, or do you always go to print? We potentially could do just an ebook but we always do a paperback the authors they want to hold something in their hands they want to give it away to their clients to their friends wrap it up and put it under the christmas tree yeah. so we haven't yeah. had a single author who said no don't worry about the paperback yeah 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 okay cool so you know the success stories what if like pick someone that you think has been really successful at doing this um T- tell me a little bit about that like case study. Mm. Yeah, so I'll give you an example of a lead generation book and, uh, and uh, a legacy piece, which are all connected. So this, this is a book. And when, when I say that, you know, a book can be a seven-figure uh, funnel, can lead to a seven-figure funnel, like this is an example. This is our book. It's called Outsource Your Book. It's our lead gen for our business. Um, I'll give you an example of of its uh, of why it fits in and stands out. So when I first did this book, when I was launching it, it had to fit into a category that people are already interested in, and that's authorship slash writing skills. You're going to see on Amazon that there are such categories. But there were already other books uh, on this topic, uh, in, mine included, such as How I Sold 80,000 Books or Writing Grow Rich. So now I come out with another book. And how is it different? Well, it's different because Outsource Your Book doesn't talk about how to write your book or how to market your book. It talks about how to outsource all of these pieces to somebody else. And then the you know takeaway is that, yes, you can outsource all of these pieces. We give you websites where to go and do it and how much it will cost. Uh, but the takeaway is you probably don't want to be the project manager of this of your book. You probably have a business to run. So how about you delegate it to a professional who knows what they're doing and uh, you know get a result that is guaranteed? So this book has a link that takes uh, the reader to 
uh, a form that will then, depending on how it's filled out, will take them to the calendar. It was my calendar at the time. So at a certain point, I remember I was skiing, a skiing trip, and I would check emails like, you know, one hour a day. Uh, and then at a certain point, I see on my calendar um, the name Po Chung and the DHL. And I was like, well, so do you mean the co-founder of DHL International, the multi, multi-billion dollar company? Yes. So Mr. Chung, this is his picture, got on the calendar and we did his book for DHL's 50th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Uh, the book is a legacy piece. Mr. Chung was not interested in any um, speaking gigs. He said he's good. <laughs> he doesn't need to grow his business anymore. And he just wants to share his wisdom with the world. He wants to share how he built the business from a couple people uh, and, and himself being the first delivery person to a multi-billion dollar business all around the world. So here you have the story of a lead gen that's working because it's uh, attracting leads and a legacy piece that is now uh, that has immortalized Mr. Chung. What do, you, what do you think it costs to do this? Uh, well, our packages are, uh, there's a very wide range because we can start at 5K, 5,000 for a really short lead generation book. And we go all the way to 100K if we want to do a big book that gets traditional distribution and that is guaranteed the USA Today slash Wall Street Journal bestselling status. You know, there's, there's also a business model too for um, the, the guy who put my book together, uh, you know, my chapter. I, I was a little bit surprised he didn't replicate it and keep doing more and more of that where, you know, he would use someone like you and then he would go find, you know, seven to 11 people who were, you know, my, my, uh, the book that he that he put together for us was called Crashed and Learned. And it was all stories of entrepreneurs who had failed and then made it. So, um, you know, so, you know, I think, I think, you know, there's, there's, there's a business out there for people who, who help these people, uh, you know, write their chapters and put it into one book. So instead of a, you know, a larger payout, it's a smaller payout. So uh, where you can still, you know, distribute the book and those type of things the, for lead generation or for legacy, like you said. But, what, you know, I, I mentioned earlier on that I was like smoking mirrors. I, I would tell everybody a little bit. I, what I noticed, too, is like the, the, uh, the publisher, so to speak, who was working with us guaranteed that it would be on an Amazon bestseller. And what I learned is how they do that is they they basically purchase uh, they find a category like you said Aliga uh, for the where you're going to go into like our book was involved in you know the category was like business ethics and the uh, business entrepreneurship and a couple of other categories and they what they do is they they place a huge order at a certain time and. And that allows it to get a category of best selling because it's the best selling at that hour. And um, is is that like is that kind of the way it works? 
It's the way it worked. Worked. Now Amazon has uh, figured that out. <laughs> so, you know, you can't just go into an obscure category where nobody has bought anything for a week and put your book there, buy one copy and be number one bestseller. Mm. You, um, you still, you need to have um, a certain number of ongoing sales to get that orange badge that says bestseller. And that's about, um, just based on what we've observed, sort of 60, 60 copies. Um, and you could say a day or in a couple of days. Um, and you need to keep getting those sales to keep having the badge. But still, you need to have at least that number of sales. And, you know, that's not a lot. But if you consider that an average book sells about 200 copies, then, you know, 60 is uh, like a third yeah. of that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, these, this, this is, these are the stats. These are the stats. So I think it is fair to say that it could be considered a bestseller in, in that case. Then if you're a USA Today slash Wall Street Journal bestseller, you know, we're talking about about 7,000 uh, sales in a week. So yeah. that's a completely different status. And many people uh, intuitively understand that there's a difference, but there's still a lot that don't. And I don't want to discredit anybody who has Amazon bestselling status because they sold a couple copies. still requires some intel to be able to execute that. And, and, you know, still they have written a book uh, and they are an author, an Amazon bestselling author. Um, so that is something to be proud of. I would still be proud of it. And then the next step is to, you know, go bigger uh, and, and do something that will have an even larger impact. Yeah, I, uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm, I'm very proud of the chapter I wrote. It, it, um, it's compelling. It, there's a lot of lessons and um, it's like you're learning from experience. You're not learning from someone telling you you need to do this, you need to do that. It's just based on you know a history of the six companies I built. But but the um, I was not proud of the book. The you know the the guy who put it together, he kind of just I I thought there would be somebody really working with everybody. And making sure the quality of everyone's chapter was really good and equal, and uh, it really wasn't the case. Uh, like my, I'll give you an example. I had asked the uh, the publisher. I said, "How long do you want it to be?" And she said, "Tell your story, and then we'll whittle it down." And I said, "Okay, that's fine." And so I wrote my chapter, which was about 28 pages long, thinking, okay, they'll take this and they'll whittle it down, right? So I talked to the publisher and then she, she she's like, we love it. She goes, we're not going to really change that much. And so it came out at 27 pages. And then I looked at the finished product and everybody else's chapter is like seven pages, 10 pages. And in like one person, all she did was like talk about, you know, in essence, it was like a sales pitch. And I was like, this is not, this is, it wasn't quality. And so I, w I was, I don't recommend the book to people. 
I, I do recommend my chapter <laughs> and I have the chapter like on, on my website. And you know, what's interesting, uh, you know, this is probably my 46th podcast uh, for the entrepreneur MBA podcast. And um, the number one most listened to podcast on those 46 is um, the book that I, that I, and I read the chapter from the book. It's got a little over a uh, little over 3,700 downloads. Right. And, and it's, I think it's because of the, I changed the title in the, in that, whereas, you know, the life of a serial entrepreneur. And I think that caught a lot of people's attention, but, you know, uh, but anyway, it's just a side note, you know, what it's like, but, you know, I really encourage everybody to, to do it. I, I loved it. I, I agree with everything Alinka is saying, and I think you should use Alinka, you know, I mean, don't use my copywriter. I mean, my publisher, you know, she, the shoe, they were good, but I think the person putting it together wasn't them. It was somebody else. You know, I, I wasn't happy with that. And I, I, and I bet you any money, Alinka would make sure it's done <laughs> right. Cause she's done it a lot. So, um, Alinka, where, where do you think you're headed after this? After not today's podcast, after, you know, where's your business headed next? Yeah, Stephen, before I answer that, I, I do have some thoughts about the anthology that you went through. And we do anthologies as well. So I know what it's like to herd, you know, cats. Yeah. And so we have like 30 to 40 um, co-authors in an anthology. We do these anthologies that hit the USA Today slash Wall Street Journal bestselling status. Um and, and the fee is 5K for that, but, but it's guaranteed or money back. And when we do these, in order to um, avoid uh, what you just described, like we put a cap at maximum 2,000 words. Yeah. And these are the questions that you need to answer as you write your chapter. And we can also interview you and ghostwrite it so that you know, we have a high quality maintained throughout the book. And even with all of this, there's you still see some difference between the quality of the chapters. Um, so, you know, right now we're going to be even stricter for the next anthologies. And you can see them on Amazon. One is called Quit Plus. Another one is called Business Success Secrets, Habits of Success. So you can look those all up. Uh, and right now for the next one, uh, when the authors write their own chapters, we will have them working with an editor so that, you know, they are all, at, you know, uh, so they're, 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 you can't really tell um, that they've been written by so many different people. Well, they have. That's the whole idea, that they have been written by many people. But not all of those entrepreneurs who are amazing at running their businesses are good writers. So that's uh, where the challenge comes in. So, you know, I empathize with your publisher uh, and, and the person who put this together because it's not easy. But definitely, you know, when you have some experience doing it, you can improve. Yeah, I don't think it was the publisher's fault, to be honest with you. I think you can't say you can't take someone with six years, I mean, six businesses and 25 years of experience and then take someone who's been in business for three years with a startup and have them write, you know, you know, the same type of quality of, you know, I content or mm. if you do you have to really limit the words yep right yep. and so there really was no direction and i really think it was the 
you know, the person who, who kind of put those, he, it was just kind of a money grab, I think from Mm. the person who was kind of coordinating the, the thing. And he, as soon as he got, you know, whatever it was, 11 people who said, yes, that's what he went with, you know? And so, uh, you know, it was also his first try at that. So, um, anyway, I just want to share real life experiences because, um, I, you know, I think our listeners will learn the most from both Alinka's experience and in my experience on, on it. And now also I want to say this was done three years ago and the industry, I think has probably matured a little bit as well. I don't, I don't know. Uh, has it been, you know, the idea of doing an anthology with a number of authors, uh, in this type of setup, uh, has that type, you know, been around for a long time? Well, I'm sure it's been around for a long time. But yeah, the I industry, know, but... the industry has matured. Like yeah. we're a player, you know, since last year, um, we're the only player who does anthologies where we guarantee USA Today bestselling status. Hmm. So you know, this is new and this is innovative, and um, it sells. Like people want this; they want status. Um, they want the exposure and they're getting it with us at the fraction of, of the price that they would have to uh, invest to do it themselves without any guarantees of success. So this is this is the hot thing now. And, you know, we're always um, working to be on the leading edge here in the publishing industry to be able to offer things that you can't find anywhere else. So, it, you know, it is um, it is maturing and it's exciting. So, uh, so, and then, uh, where do you think you're headed next as a business? Right. Yeah. I mean, I think in terms of numbers, <laughs> so we're, we've been doubling, um, every year since, uh, we were founded and, uh, you know, now we're doubling a seven figure business. So it's getting more and more complex. We're looking at eight figures in a couple of years. Um, and then we'll see, and then we'll see where we're going to go from there. I think there's a new media coming down that we haven't seen yet. I mean, you know, podcasting is, you know, kind of big, it's been big, you know, um, where do you, where do you think the next media explosion is going to come from? It might be virtual reality. Oh, uh, potentially. Yeah, I- I mean, I really thought that the promise of eBooks um, where you com- where you combined video and text was going to be much bigger than it was where, where, you know, you're writing a, a chapter about Motorola or to say DHL, right. In this case, the, the book on DHL that the gentleman wrote, you know, maybe this is the best example. And then, you know, it's an eBook. And then at the end of every chapter, there's an interview with him that you can click on that's, you know, detailed, more detailed about that particular chapter. I mean, it's a simple version, but it doesn't, it doesn't, hasn't really gone that direction. Has it? Not so much, you know, and to look at the reading patterns that people have, they might be enjoying their paperback or their Kindle and not necessarily wanting to go online that time at that time, you know, they might be trying they might not want to be looking at screens, you know, for that period of time as they're reading the book. Uh, but, you know, this can change. Reading patterns change. So it's important to keep track of what's going on and, um, you know, give, give people what they want, basically. So 
where are we headed? Uh, you know, we could potentially be headed um, towards. Well, I love this book. I want to do a. I, don't, I want to do a, a book club sort of meeting with the author and not on Zoom. So you have your, you know, virtuality, virtual rea- VR piece, you know, headset, and you're in the room with the author and the other readers. I mean, and that could be that could be the next thing. Maybe the virtual reality headset could be um, a prize at a giveaway that you do to promote the book. So you know, there's all kinds of things. So that's where it really pays off to uh, to think out of the box and. And you're going to have 10 ideas and nine will be terrible, but one will really work. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I belong to, uh, I started a, uh, about 12 months ago, L- Liberetti, which is um, curated uh, authors, uh, not authors, curated, well, it's authors who, too, who pick books for you to read. And then they have, it's integrated with application, a- app discussions. So, um uh, my, my, uh, uh, author, so to speak is, um, from Virgin Atlantic. Uh, what's his name? God, why can't I think of his name right now? Um, uh, any, uh, uh, Richard Branson. Right. And, uh, and so he picks a book for us every single month mm. and the book is shipped to us. And, um, and then they give us some other information in there that he writes, you know, a personal note in it. Of course it's copy it's, you know, duplicated, but he writes a personal note in it about why the book was relevant for him. And then at the end of the month, you, you have a discussion online and, you know, those type of things. And the thing I've been impressed with was the quality of the books that he's been recommending. And by the way, uh, I originally joined it with three other friends because I thought it was going to be a good business book. But, um, but, uh, what I found out was it had no business book. It wasn't anything about business. It was just, uh, other stuff, which I was actually more excited about. Uh, so, uh, you know, I've really learned a lot of things that I don't think books I would have typically have picked up. So it's been pretty good. I'm very, pretty happy with the service. So. Yeah, that's great. And Richard Branson's books are really good too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Alinka, before we leave, is there anything else that you kind of want to leave our listeners with thinking? Yes. Write a book because if you don't, you're leaving a slice of your uh, target audience, uh, you know, on the table and you need to reach out to them and share your wisdom with the world and uh, grow your business. Give them what you've got through your book. And I, and I would add to what Alinka is saying and that it was uh, for me, a fantastic experience. Um, and so anyway, uh, that's all the time we have today. And I would like to thank so very much Alinka uh, from Leaders Press for coming on to today's podcast. If you like today's podcast, please feel free to share it with a friend and also subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. And of course, if you're looking for a line of credit for your business, you can call us at 862-207-4118 or visit our website at fscreditline.com. Alinka, if anyone wants to get in touch with you, how would they reach out to you? Well, the best way is to go to leaderspress.com, and then you'll see a pop-up where you can put in your name and email, and you'll get a free copy of Outsource Your Book, both 
ebook and audiobook. I bet you're going to like that. So you can listen to it and get all the secrets of how to outsource your book. Great. Um, so if our listeners are interested in getting any new business ideas, I tweet daily at lessons uh, about lessons for business owners at S. Halasnik, which is my name, S-H-A-L-A-S-N-I-K. And uh, other than that, Linka, thank you for coming on today's podcast. It was really good. I think it was very informative. I learned a lot. Hopefully our listeners learned a lot. And I just want to let everybody know, just remember, uh, sometimes you have to just go out and do it and just say, this is something that I really, really want to do. Everybody have a fantastic day. Thank you, Stephen. Yeah.